Hello again. It is your buddies, John and Sean, here with another episode of the Pilot's Guide Podcast. And on today's episode, we're going to spoil Avengers Endgame. No, I'm kidding. I, uh... I don't really watch those movies. I've, I've, I've waited too long and there were too many movies for me to keep up. So here I am now wondering what happens in this movie and I don't really care too much, but Sean saw it last night. It was the, uh, the midnight premiere. Was it, uh, was it a worthwhile ride? I got teary eyed. He got teary eyed. That is the second person that I've heard cry at. Oh, uh, I went with, I went with Liz, uh Colin. Me and my friend Foof. Foof. Foof and Colin, they were crying like babies. Oh my god. It was it was funny. And then what? Colin's joking and saying, Yeah, I think there's some pollen in the theater. <laughs> they I mean they were wrapping up a big series of movies, so I, I, I understand why people could get emotional. I mean people yeah. cried when Harry Potter was done. It was crazy. Even though it's like isn't they're not done though. Like that's what I don't get about it. There's like still more movies. <laughs> Whatever, yeah. whatever. It was crazy. It was, it was crazy. Yeah, so if Sean's yawning, it's because... Yeah, it may or may not have just woke up. <laughs> it may or may not have just woke up. It's, a, it's an early uh, Saturday morning recording session. But here at uh, the Pilot's Guide podcast, Sean and I watch uh, original uh, pilot episodes from Netflix, Hulu, YouTube, Amazon... Uh, soon to be Apple and uh, Disney streaming services, and we talk about them a little bit, say what we liked and disliked, talk about things that we think are going to happen in the rest of the series, and uh, how we feel about it on our two-point scale of crash landing to clear for takeoff. <laughs> for today's episode, we watched uh, the thrilling, the the very lighthearted and, and fun uh, Safe Harbor. It's a Hulu original miniseries, a four-part uh, wrapped-up show. It's already concluded. Uh, and it was a pretty heavy one. Probably the uh, the heaviest one, heaviest show that we've watched so far. <laughs> and we watched Handmaid's Tale. This is this might be a, a bit of a rough one, but we're going to try to interject with as much, uh, as much fun as we can put into this kind of really dark story. So uh, let's get into it and Get talking. So what uh what happens in this uh how does All the right. show start off? Well first can I say yes. I would rather watch Marley and me <laughs> for twenty four hours straight than watch this again. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're we we might put this show on blast just a little bit because <laughs> it, it was not it was not we just didn't we just didn't have fun with it. It was it was it was too it was too real, too real world. But um <laughs> Marley and me. Uh, what we're going to do when when we talk about this, normally we just talk about the show in chronological order. I think what Sean and I are just going to do, because again, this is another show with, this is another show with damn flashbacks. <laughs> Dude, there was so many. It's a full, and, uh. and they don't they don't specify, they just go back and forth. We're just going to give you all the flashback content and then talk about the repercussions. Because it's one event that happened in 2013. Uh, in the Timor Sea between these two groups of people and then basically the majority of the show is what happens five years later as a result of it. So uh, let's start it off. How does the, the show open up? And then we'll just go into everything that happens in the past because it starts in, in, the, in the past. So it starts off with there's... People on a fish. Or, yeah, people on a fish. People, people on a big old fish. All right, I just woke up. <laughs> Leave me alone. There's people catching fish on, a, on like this nice... Boats. It's like a mini yacht. Yeah, like a little yachty. Yeah, like, like a little yachty. A little boat. <laughs> and there's three women, I believe, and two men. Yeah, their names are... The women are, are Bree, who is the husband of Ryan, one of the guys there. Uh, there's Helen, and there's Liv, who... I'm pretty sure dates Damien, who's the other guy, the guy who was catching yeah. the fish. So those are our five Australian protagonists on this boat, just having the holiday of a lifetime. Yeah, they're just on the boat, having a good time, just like friends. And then they, the one girl, do you know who it was, goes off and sees the refugees first. So they, they like look to the, the, the horizon after just chilling and hanging out and they see like a smoke, smoke stack billowing. billowing from a, a 
nearby boat, and they're like, oh, what's going on over there? I guess we have a, an obligation to go check it out. So they take their boat, their little yachty, and, and they, they uh, move close to this really run-down little shabby uh, kind of boat that's like stuff chock full of these Middle Eastern refugees. It's like a rowboat, but bigger than a rowboat. Yeah, it's kind of, it's, yeah. It's got like two stories. It's, yeah. It looks like a just a big rowboat. Pieces of like sheet metal on the outside to plug holes. Like it, it's a it's yeah. a really ratty thing. And, and they're these refugees, as we learn, uh, as we learn from them, as they make contact with these people, are trying to travel to Australia. And the first thing that the Australians do is, you know, they go check on the, the livelihood of the people because they're all screaming, help, help, help. So they hop in this little dinghy. They didn't really hop in. They kind of just were like dragged in. Yeah, I, I guess. So, so it was Ryan and, and Damien who, yeah, who hopped on, on, hopped on their little, their little dinghy, well, little, yeah. ro- little, uh, motorboat <laughs> and drive it over. They're, they're checking to see if anybody speaks English. Uh, and there's this one man who we later, uh, know is named Ishmael and he is, I guess, the best English speaker that they have. There. Uh, who, was the, what, who was the captain? Was he the captain? They were like asking for the captain, yeah. and one man is just like, I'm, me, me, I am me, the me. captain now. <laughs> uh, and and uh, I, who knows if he actually was the captain? I, I I sort of suspect that it was just they were just all there together, just yeah. trying to go. Um, but there's all you know, all ages, all shapes and sizes, all types of people there in this boat trying to get away from wherever they were coming from. We don't exactly know where. Uh, we just know that they wanted to get to Australia. So They were just, like, stuck. Yeah. Pretty much. So uh, Ryan and Damien go to check on the motor of the boat, and sure enough, the thing's shot, and they see in the lower cabin of the of the boat that it's just also full with, full with people. Right. So there's people on deck, people on top of the boat, people underground, um... And they're like, oh, people are sick. There's like newborn babies. Yeah. It's like a, it's a messy situation. And they're like, uh, we got to go figure out what to do. Um, so. Yeah. And we eventually see, and later in the episode, it flashes back to Ishmael comforting his sick daughter who yeah. eventually we hear died. Right. But that we'll go into detail about that more later. Yeah. So, so Ishmael, Ishmael, his wife, Zara, uh, their brother, or their his brother Bilal, uh, their son Assad, and their daughter, who I, I didn't catch, I didn't catch her name. Yeah. Um, they're like the main group that this story focuses on from from this boat full of, of refugees. And uh, ultimately, what what happens is the the Australians have to go decide what they're going to do with this situation they 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 go talk amongst themselves in their cabin they try to contact the coast guard they say the uh the the liberame which is the name of their little yachty uh is is trying to make contact with the ship is anybody out there and of course nobody answers the radio because why would anybody answer the radio because now they they gotta be it's like a twilight zone they're stuck in this situation by themselves uh, so they try to decide, are we going to tow them? Are we going to leave them and go get help? Like, what are we going to do? And Ryan, being the captain of the boat, says, let's leave it up to a vote. Yeah, I thought that was stupid. Like, um, I, I, I mean, what? You think he should have just decided? I I personally would have, but, like, I, I don't know. Couldn't, have, couldn't it have went other ways other than a vote? Couldn't it have they, gone they other ways other than the two options that they thought of? I mean, I can't really... Like... I guess. But, like, I wasn't expecting him to say, alright, let's take a vote. Because I just, like, imagine that as, like, a childish thing. I don't know. That's just me. Yeah. Well, I mean, they... He wanted... I think he was trying to create democracy and try to just, like, get everybody's voice in there rather than yeah. just being the guy to make the decision. But ultimately, yes, it comes up to a vote. They all cast votes. Uh, they, they write them down on pieces of paper and he puts them in a jar and then he goes into a separate room and reads them out. And in the end, it turns out to be a four to one vote. Uh, so, so a four to one vote ultimately rules that they're going to tow these people. They hook a line to them. And part of the argument was that the little yacht didn't have a strong enough motor to pull this heavy 
boat full of people. And they were also thinking, oh, well, what if we just brought everybody on board? They definitely didn't have enough room for that. They would end up sinking themselves. So this seemed like the best idea to them at the time. They hook a line to them. And then uh, there's a lot of stuff that happens that I'm sure the other three episodes in the show will fill in. But ultimately, after they're towing them toward Australia, we find out, and this comes at the end of the episode, but like I said, we're just going to hit you with everything that happens everything that happens up front in the past, uh, they, someone, we don't know who, uh, ended up cutting the line. Cut the rope! They cut the damn rope! Oh my god! Oh my, he's coming off the top ropes! Uh, <laughs> they, somebody, somebody cut the ropes, and somebody stole life jackets and the dinghy. I what? don't. I don't know how. I'm. Yeah. I'm guessing once they were towed, maybe people hopped on board. We'll figure that out later. We'll talk about stuff we'll, that happens later. But all we know is that the rope was cut, and subsequently the uh, refugee ship got taken under by a big storm, big lightning oh, rainstorm. Yeah. Uh, a lot of them were drowning. Uh, and it was bad, and seven people died. That's that was the result that was of the it. Big part of it. That was a big, big part of it. But uh, that again, that all that flashback is shown to us over the the length of the episode. But basically, that those are the the big talking points that they reference in their conversations throughout uh, the episode. So, do you want to take us into the present? You want to talk about how that that yeah. starts off? So it starts off with uh, Ryan's just like at his job, and mm-hmm. he might be leaving to go to his job, and he gets a taxi. Yeah, and then it just so happens to be Ishmael as the driver. Yep, and then you're like, "All right, just so happens. Maybe, maybe it's just a coincidence. Maybe." And then after that, it does it cut to does it just cut straight to him like outside of Ryan Tomes stalking him? I don't even know if it's like. If it's like a dog, well, I guess it is because you sort of get the feeling that Ishmael was watching Ryan. That yeah, he, he was there. He, he was planting his taxi there just to get a ride from him. Um, but Ryan didn't realize who it was until he gets and, and home. Yeah. He gets home to his family uh, to to Bree, and he has two kids. Well, like yeah, it, I think Ryan was taking out the trash, mm-hmm. and then he looked over at the car. And then he looked at the driver, who happened to be Ishmael, and it took him like a couple of seconds to realize who it was. And then he starts freaking out, like, "Oh my god, yeah, it's you! It, one of the I people. can't believe it's you! You're one of them!" Right. And in like a, an excited way, he's yeah. like, "He's like, oh, I can't! I'm. It's crazy that we're we've come across each other. Like, I, I'm I'm so glad to see you're okay and everything." And then he um, starts going on like. All right, we're gonna have a barbecue Sunday. You're not. You're coming no matter what. We gotta catch yeah. up. Uh-huh. And then he's all happy, and Ishmael's just like got this serious look on his face, like mm-hmm. you you killed seven of us. Yeah. Okay. But but at this point, we don't really know that. We just know that. We just know we, that. We know it's like a coincidence. That he's and there. also, the the important note is that the Australians are unaware of this. They think that they did a good thing getting them however the way, but they know they were conscious that the rope was cut. So really he, his surprise in seeing Ishmael is basically an admission of, I had no clue you even made it out alive. Yeah. And so they were basically sort of keeping this secret for the five years that it took for them to come in contact again. So from there, Yes, uh, Ryan invites them to the barbecue, and at that point, we see that Ryan tells all of his friends that were on the boat with them five years ago, like, "Hey, I, I found one of them. It's he's here. Let's let's all get together and and eat and just enjoy their their company." And sort of the same thing is paralleled for Ishmael and his family, and you realize, like, oh, he found one of them, but like Ishmael's got different thoughts about yeah. this. Ryan is so excited because, oh, you, you made it out alive. Ishmael's like, people died because of what these Australian people did. So there's like this conflicting parallel scene. And then we sort of go into the the setup of their their big barbecue. They they cook like a bunch of a bunch, a bunch of, of red meat and yeah. salads. Uh the 
And what's interesting is all of the people are there except for Damien. So we don't know where Damien is. We just yeah. know that he's... They, la- they later said that he just disappeared off the face of the Yeah, earth. like he went AWOL as soon as this event was done. Um, which was suspicious. Which is very suspicious. Maybe he cut the rope. Maybe he cut the rope. We'll talk. We'll think about who we, who we think cut the rope later. I have I have an accusation. So yeah, they're they're all gathered for this for this barbecue. The four Australians um, are about to host this um, this family, and it was interesting. I, what I noticed was that the three women they start pouring glasses of wine, but the the oldest woman Helen didn't has a glass of water. Yeah. So that's an important factor that I'll go into when we're doing our theories. But I, that, okay. I think I think that tells us a lot. So. The, the family arrives, Ishmael and, and all of his family. And what was, what was interesting was, um, Ryan and his family. He has these two kids, a boy and a girl. They're, they're both like high school-ish age. The girls? Eh. She, she didn't show emotion. Yeah. And the, the, and the, the mom was like saying, get out of your bathing suit. It's not proper or something. Yeah. The, the girl had like her bathing suit on. She was just in the pool. They own this like really, really nice house. Yeah. Um, and she was like, oh, okay, whatever. So she she goes and put on puts on a shirt. And uh, they're all there. And they're all just sort of awkwardly saying hello. And, like, it's so nice yeah, to, the, to see you. The refugees, they just, like, line up once yeah, they come into the house. they're just like, like oh, awkwardly. okay, hey. So we find out at this barbecue that um, Ishmael and his family are living in a small flat in Australia. They ultimately made it to the mainland um and all the australians were like this is great so they have like a hooting and hollering barbecue where they're like going on about this story about how ryan saw a big old snake big old he said the big, biggest python i ever saw <laughs> uh and like they're all laughing and then ishmael and his family are not having, it. Not having it uh and we get a cut from we get a cut to Assad, the, the son of of Ishmael, and he goes like down to the outside, and he's like sort of he's sort of like not peeking stalking. and not stalking. He's just he like watches the the daughter as she is swimming in the pool, and she just sort of looks back at him and gives like these daggers, like stop watching me, and he's like okay whatever. But that sort of is an important uh, reference, I, I didn't get that. an important thing for later. Um, so yeah, that's what ha- that's what's happening with the kids. I mean, the the son of Ryan is just like playing on a Kindle or whatever. He's yeah. He's a, he's a lamo. Uh, <laughs> he's he's probably he's probably an epic uh, gamer. He, he, for he, might, he might be Fortniteing for life. Um, speaking, speaking of Fortnite, <laughs> there was a Fortnite scene in Endgame. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, it's gotten to that. Spoilers: point. Endgame Fortnite scene. <laughs> I bet they did the Orange Justice. Okay, <laughs> they all do the arts justice. Okay, so back to it. Um, we go back to the adults. They're at the table again. The Australians are all laughing, and Ishmael and his family are like, eh, "Okay." And then, uh, and his, then his wife Zara, who's at the head of the table, just starts bawling, yeah. and Ishmael is like, "I'm sorry, my wife isn't well." And then she gets up. And she's crying. She's like, how could you? How could you cut the rope and leave us to die? Yeah. Seven of us were were dead. And one of them was my daughter. Like, she didn't make it because of you. And everybody is upset then. And then we get a lot of scene, like a montage of just like everybody crying, downtrodden and crying. And it's like, um, oof. That, that, that part of the episode, I just... I just wanted to go to sleep. It was a t- it was a tough watch. I was like, I was like oh man, on. I feel I feel all sorts of of ways here. Uh, so ultimately, in the morning, we 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 sh- we see Ishmael and Zara. Zara is is lying in in bed, and Ishmael's like, I'm I'm sorry about everything. I sh- we shouldn't have gone to that party. And she was like, I just want to be past it. Like I just want to be done with it. I never want to talk to those people again. Um. And then after that, after this whole revelation about everybody dying because the Australians didn't know, uh, they meet up together. What do you have a? I, I was going to go to the part where Ryan's daughter that was swimming, she goes onto Assad's Instagram. Yeah, and that tries to DM him, and that's later. And, yeah, and then she's like, "What? What's going on between your parents and mine? This, yeah, are my parents what's the deal in with trouble? the barbecue thing? Yes, yeah, my dad in trouble. Are my, my parents or dad in trouble? And then 
he goes, leave me alone. <laughs> Something like Just that. Get, Just get off of here. He, no. he gives he gives her the, the mega cold shoulder. He does not want to say another word to yeah. this girl because she's just prying and prying and prying. Uh, so, so yeah, back, back to the, the meeting with the, the Australians, they're all together and they, they sort of decide like, what are we going to do about this? This is a, this is a mess of a situation that we had no clue. They knew that the rope was cut, but they didn't know. They just assumed that they probably all made it somehow because they saw Ishmael and they were like, Oh, I guess everybody on the boat was probably fine. Uh, no, that is not great. Um, what was interesting was when they came to the barbecue, uh, one of the Australians said like, oh, you didn't bring your daughter with you. So they knew, probably in another flashback that we'll see in another episode, uh, that they had a daughter and they were just so unaware that people had died because they didn't, I didn't notice they didn't that. make the, the, they didn't put two and two together later. Um, and then, they're just deciding in their office, what are they going to do? They, we realized that they never reported the incident. They came back to the shore and they said, if we had reported it, it would have just looked like we cut the rope and we left them to die, which they probably did cut the rope. So that's why they wouldn't want to report it. Uh, we learn Helen is like a judge and she just got appointed like, High magistrate of some. She's got a soccer mom she's haircut. She got a soccer mom haircut, but she <laughs> she a judge and she's like a big uh, legal. She's a big legal importance, so it sort of seems like she was uh, shirking on her duty to report the situation and that yeah. they they should have done. And then it shoots to her looking at pictures. Yes, of the she's boat. Got pictures of the boat on the computer. boat with the. The rope being or tugging the refugees, and then she starts to delete them. Mm-hmm. So she's, she's trying just, to hide the evidence. She's just burning the evidence, and it's like, oh, jeez. But oh, man. it's probably just going to go to her trash can, and then it just doesn't look like it. <laughs> she, ne- she never cleared a trash can. How could you? Uh, soccer moms these days. Soccer moms, they, they just, they're just always on the computer, but they just don't know what to do. They just keep asking questions. Uh, so... What we get after that is that Ryan calls Ishmael and he's like, look, what can I do? Like, I want to help your family whatever way possible. Like, literally, like, ask for whatever. And Ishmael's like, what are you even suggesting? Like, what the hell can you can you give to me to, you know, come to to overcome the, the loss of my daughter and these yeah. feelings that I have that are so negative toward you? Uh, and he's like, how about you ask your wife? Like, sh- just tell her what you would want. And do whatever. And ultimately, we find out that Ryan gives their family five fifty thousand yeah. dollars And he, like, sort of laundered it from his work. Because Bree and Liv, the, the two Australian women that aren't Helen, the judge, uh, work with Ryan at, at the job. At the sh- I so, think it's like a shipyard or something. Yeah, or something along those lines. And they see this big chunk of deposit that goes out to Ishmael and his family and Bree, who's, you know, notably mad about the situation, not Ryan, not telling her sort of goes off on him. And he's like, what, how could you go behind my back and, and give them all this money? And he's like, ah, it was the only thing that I could do. Like, ah, I just, I just felt led to do it. Like, come on. And it clearly he was just trying to, he's just trying to cover up the situation so that it doesn't get any worse than it already is. And while they're fighting, like the daughter who's in the pool again, I guess she's just like, she's always, she always be swimming. Female Ryan Lochte. Female Ryan Lochte up in here. Uh, she sees them arguing and she's like, and that, that was why she went and talked uh, to Assad on Insta. She hit him with that DM. She, I'm pretty DM. sure Assad had like one follower. Really? <laughs> it said like nine posts, two follows, one follower. I was like, oh, okay. It's kind of harsh. Kind of, kind of harsh. I, I feel like he should, I uh, feel, I wish he had more. I wish he could have had more. He seems like a cool guy. So ultimately they argue about the money and while they're arguing, they get a knock on the door. It's Zara and she's like, we don't want your this blood, is blood money. This is blood money. I, I don't want to ever talk to you ever again. Here's the check with $50,000. Just take it. I don't want it. You're, you're, go- you're garbage. <laughs> so, um, Ryan and Bree ultimately come to the conclusion that the money was an admission of guilt. 
he knows that garbage happened and he just wanted to sort of brush it under the rug. One thing we didn't bring up Mm -hmm. was how Damien, he's back. Yeah, well, because, but why is he back? Because I think he's because back. It, he's back after they get Ryan, the, after Ryan's they get the wife. Check. Let him know. Mm-hmm. I guess on social media or something. I think or I think text. she I think she sent him an email. Or an email. so okay. yeah. One of the nights when we just sort of see Ryan and his kids hanging out. This is this is right around the time of the the blood money check. I think it's the next scene. Uh, we see Bree sort of like sneak into her bedroom and send Damien a, an email because she's like, I gotta. I guess I gotta let him know. Yeah. And then. In the subsequent scene after that, um, oh, uh, well, after that, before, before we get into, to Damien, there's another scene with Ishmael and his wife, and she's on the computer, and she finds a funny folder. Oh, yeah. And yeah, what's yeah. in the folder? It was sweet, dank memes. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, not yeah. It was, it was pictures of Ryan and was it his family too? Ryan, Ryan and Bree and Helen, uh, Showing just that, like, Ishmael may have stalking been, them. May, yeah, or, or he's been at least collecting pictures and knowing, knowing like, where they are. Yeah, there was a picture of, or no, there was like a link or a picture of their website for their business that they're running or something. So he's been doing his research on Yeah. Them. So they, this has clearly been, um, the, 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 them connecting was definitely like a, a premeditated incident. You can tell, uh, because she goes, Zara, Zara goes up to Ishmael and she's like, what's the deal, man? Like, how long have these pictures been on the laptop? Yeah. She was just studying to become a doctor because she's going to university to, to get her license. And that's why she came across the folder. And he's like, uh, oh, they've been there for like two or three months. And she's like, I'm going to delete these now. I want to, yeah. like she said, she wants to be past it. She's sick of it. So she's she, just like she probably doesn't even have a say like and what ha- like they probably moved there to get closer to Ryan without her knowing. What well, you think they moved? Oh yeah, I think so. Oh, I I don't know. When they got to Australia, they okay, probably, that, they probably that could lived be somewhere. That could be interesting. And then he started doing his research like who were these people? Yeah, how can I get them? And then he tried to, to move closer to mm-hmm. them. That's, That's fair. one of my theories. That's fair. So I should have saved that for the end. Uh, you can we can talk about it later. And yes, so ultimately she she deletes this the thing. It's very similar in the way that Helen deleted stuff. Uh, that ultimately both sides of this of these these groups want to get rid of the things that are connecting them further. Damien, back to Damien. So Damien is here again. He's back. He he lived in. He moved to London and oh, they, didn't didn't oh, yeah, tell yeah, anybody. Yeah. And he started to do real estate. Uh, and he's like, oh, I could sell a, I could sell a little flat in London for fifty five hundred thousand dollars, and it would be the size of your pool out he said, there. He said five hundred thousand quid or something. Five hundred thousand. Oh God, I can't, can't get my my Australian accent going. But uh, five hundred thousand quid. There you go. Uh, he he's ultimately just back now because Bree wants to let him in and yeah. tell him this whole situation. Damien, mm. I realized caught on what to what I caught on how it was weird that Ishmael moved to there. Yeah. It, he, yeah. He, he caught on. He was like, yeah, it was, he's talking to Ryan just one-on-one and he's like, so you just got, you just happened to get into Ishmael's cab and yeah. Ryan was like, yeah, kind of strange, right? I mean, he's a taxi driver and he's like, yeah, I think it's weird. I, uh, I think they're stalking you. <laughs> Damien just, just suggests that. Uh, and that's when we're like, okay, maybe there's this, maybe there's been this sort of premeditation. They, they wanting to, uh, get contact. Now, what, what was it or what gave the evidence to like them all figuring out that they were being stalked? I don't even know if, if, I, have- if it, I think it was just Damien's voice of, not even voice of reason, just his opinion about the matter. They were sort of like, Maybe it was sort of not coincidental that we bumped into these people. Um, And, I mean, they know that they're upset with them, rightfully so, because they did such horrible things to them. Uh, So, you know, it's weird to to justify their their concern of... um, why they want to keep keep a close eye on these people, because they're so wronged. But Ryan... 
Orion also went to the dock where the boat was because he put it up for sale and he said Ishmael had come oh, to look yeah. at the boat. Yeah, he's, he's like, Ryan talked to the realtor who's selling the uh, Liberame because I guess they're they're done with their, their little yachty. Well, yeah. And he, yeah, he asked the man, like, you ever seen this, uh, this, this guy? He's like covering up because it's really sunny. He's like covering up his phone. <laughs> he's like, oh yeah, he was, uh, he was at the dock a couple days ago. I'm like, oh, no, okay. then he said a couple months ago. Oh, uh, whatever. But that was probably like when they first got back, maybe. Yeah, maybe they were, they were looking, they were looking for They're, him. Yeah. Um, and ultimately that's not great. But then we have the big, the big, big scene. scene, the big, big scene. You want to uh, talk it's, about? it's pouring, it's pouring rain and we see Brie. And she goes up to the boat, their yacht, and she hops aboard, and she goes into one of the drawers, and she reaches all the way in the back, and she finds a big old buck knife. Yeah. She says, now this is a knife. And she's sort of flipping it around a little bit, very Crocodile Dundee of her, and uh, and then she just, boop, boop, in the ocean. Plops it right in the ocean. She is... Throwing away the evidence. Boy, I wonder who cut the rope. I don't think it's her. <laughs> Actually, maybe she just knows that it happened. Exactly. I didn't, I didn't think well, of that. well, I, I have all the, I have all my thoughts. I didn't think of that. Um. So yeah, uh, Bree covered up the uh, the incident. She she is probably well aware that this information is going to get out to the public somehow because they're sort of both sides are reaching ahead in their, their conflict with one another. And she doesn't want to have further incriminating evidence. So she's going to get rid of it, even though that's never the right thing to do. Yes, sir. Um, and then we have another scene right before the end. Uh, Zara, we, we've seen she's been, she's been throwing up recently. Yeah. Uh, she throws up in the, in uh, the bathroom and then she comes out the the first time she threw up, I thought it was just because like it was afterwards of the it was after the barbecue. Party, and I thought it was just because she was upset. Yes, I did too. And then the second time she's throwing up, you're like, hmm, okay, something's something's amiss. And she comes out of the bathroom, and Big Brother Bilal, who's <laughs> who's uh, Ishmael's brother, who we don't really see a ton. I mean, he was with them at the barbecue, but yeah. he he is a, a pretty important character because of the conversation he has with Zara. He says, she says, I think I'm pregnant. And I don't know if you're supposed to believe that like it's Bilal and Zara or if it's Ishmael and Zara or something. Um, I'm sort of of the mindset that it's Bilal because she's saying, don't tell Ishmael, don't tell him anything. Uh, yeah. I don't want him to know about the kid, even though Bilal's like, this is great. Like you can, He's like, you can fill the void, basically, that was left from your daughter. And she's like, nobody can know. So that's a pretty, pretty hefty, hefty secret that she has to carry with her. I was tired. I didn't think of much of this. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. But, uh... And then I think the last scene was when they all woke up. And then they realize that the refugees had. Yeah, the, the, the last, the, the very last scene gone. is in the pa- in the past. They see, we see the refugees drowning, and we see the storm, and the boat, the, the Liberame is just sort of going off. Yeah. Uh, and the rope has been cut. And, it and shows the storm in the distance. Yep, and it's uh, and then we're like, okay, the bad guys are doing bad things, <laughs> but uh, here we are. That was uh, that was it. That was our. That was our fun safe harbor, our our light and fun and airy safe harbor TV show. Can I give you one thought? Yes. Earlier in the episode, she it was when they were talking after he gave Ishmael the fifty thousand dollars. She was saying, "Brie." She was saying she was the one vote. To, oh yes, to go back to shore. That is important. So she's the one who knew where the knife was. So maybe she did cut the rope. We'll see. Maybe we'll see. Well, we maybe, won't see. Maybe, maybe we, we will, will not we see will ever not, in our never, lives. We, no, we will never know. Hell no. Okay, so all right. Uh, my last three bullet points were: hated it. I want to sleep and help. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's talk about what. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about what we liked or disliked. You, you go go first. Pick pick one of the two. Terrible! Sean didn't like it. I, I, um. What didn't you like about I, it? I, it was so slow. 
Uh, it was it was opinion. pretty slow, like surprisingly oh slow. Too much dramatic music, dude. Everyone loves boat drama, dude. What the hell's up with boat drama these days? Dude, boat drama. Just watch Life of Pi and get over it. This is true. And I've never even seen Life of Pi. <laughs> but there's a tiger, and his there, name yeah. is, and his name is uh, Pi. I don't know. Seen <laughs> it. Oh, I gotta look up the tiger's name. <laughs> keep keep going. Keep going. Just it's just not. Richard Parker! That's his name. <laughs> That's his name. Richard Parker the Tiger. Okay, uh, so yeah, what, to, to go through all the dislikes. I just... Oh, bleh, bleh, was it a bad bleh. time? Was it a bad time for you? Just like, oh. could, if you watched it a different time, you think it would have no. been better? No. I don't know. It's, it's just... Not, not for you. I liked... I, I didn't even finish Lost, but it had a Lost vibe. Yeah? But at least Lost kept it interesting. Yeah, this I mean, this like, is this was a very, very real situation. Yeah, this was more real. There was life. nothing like no monsters, no supernatural. Yeah, no, nothing supernatural about it. It was the straight up human condition. Yeah. Uh, it was it was people deciding, ah, should we save these people? And then ultimately, it's like something human happens that nature like screws it up. It's just like an unfortunate situation. Yeah, series of unfortunate events. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> you may say, but like it was. They could maybe they could have made it more interesting, but if they did, it would have been more fake. Yeah, I, 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 I guess real life is boring. Yeah, yeah. It that way. I mean, it's still like it's still almost like a murder mystery. I feel like this is something my mom would watch. <laughs> like it just got that vibe. Okay, okay. Uh, did you like anything about it? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I'll do mine. I'll do mine now, I guess. Uh, I mean, um, all right. Boy, I'll, I'll give them a, the benefit of the doubt <clears throat> towards the idea of who cut the rope. That was kind of interesting. Yeah. Like, they they didn't know seven people died. They were going on with their lives and thinking yep. that everything was okay. Uh-huh. That's true. I'll give them or that. even not not even that everything was okay, just that we're never gonna have to see these people again. So like we don't care. Let me put it let me put it this way. Now we know why this show only has four episodes. Well, it's it's it was only supposed to be four episodes. It was? Mm-hmm. What the hell? <laughs> it was a four I just I I read in the description it was a four episode series. So. What's the point of that? I had some, I mean you've never watched a miniseries? No. Okay, well I'm not I what the hell? <laughs> Come on, I'm not with Hulu. the program, the heck, obviously. Guys? Okay, well here, well I did like a couple things about it. All right, I I think that the the tension that they built in the writing and the the score and just the way that the characters acted was really was certainly compelling. I, I know a lot of the reviews for the show said that said that it was a, a very compelling story all around. But knowing that, feeling that weight of the whole situation while watching the show is to be commended. I mean, they they clearly had to create that through this show, and I felt it, and that's ultimately a good thing. Like that's that's they what they were going feel for. That way. Correct. You know, I mean, it's it. I knew from the thirty seconds in that this was there was not going to be anything fun. Anything, no. anything funny about this, this show. It was going to be a very real, gritty situation, and they put that in front of me, and I can't say they did a bad job, because I, again, I was really feeling it. Um, as far as dislikes go, mm, I, I like, I, and, and this is what they'll, what they'll do in the later episodes. I, I, I felt like they should have given a little bit more in the flashback in the first episode, as opposed to just very surface value things. Because I don't even know if they did enough. They didn't do, I feel like they did the audience a disservice in not showing enough to keep them wanting to, to watch it. Yeah. I, I am not really interested in, in seeing the conclusion. I, I don't really want to feel that, that weight. Um, cause it was just a really, really heavy situation. And I really feel for the refugees, like they got such a raw deal in the situation and the thought that we're maybe supposed to think that one of them cut the rope. I really couldn't believe that yeah. in, a, in a million years. It, it's definitely one of these Australian people. Um, but I'm not going to go, I'm not going to 
spend another three hours trying to figure it out. Um, I'm just going to uh, prognosticate on what I think is going to happen, uh, which we'll do in a little bit later. You had a you had a comment. Um, I I didn't another thing I didn't like was how they would go. One minute is the present. Two minutes. They were towards, really clippy with their yeah, with their yeah, yeah that was annoying. It was like one minute present, like a present scene. Two minute cut to a two minute clip of the past on when they were on the boats, and then it would just mm-hmm. go back and forth, and that was annoying. I agree. I the, the writing down the notes, it was so confusing. I feel like at this point we're like we're flashback pros because every single damn show <laughs> that we watch for this is has flashbacks. I never realized how many shows had flashbacks. Um, especially in first episodes. Um, yeah, just the way that they did it, I, I wasn't a huge fan of. I There were definitely a scene or two where I was like, is this the past or the present? And it, I should have should have known considering the two clearly (laughs) different sets, which one was which. And there were legitimate times where I was like, I have no clue what time period this is. And that's sort of a a shame of it. Um, But yeah, I mean, it had, it had a lot, but it really, uh, I wasn't really into it, which is a shame, but this is certainly a genre. This is a genre for, you know, a lot of like, Law and Order folks, I think, would get a, a huge kick out of this, but that's really not I like much. Law and Order SVU. And SVU. I couldn't get into it. Yeah, Mariska, Mariska, and and, <laughs> and Stapler. Uh, I just don't. Uh, it's just not for me. I'm just. It's just not for me. And that's that's the plain and, and simple of it. Nine. Do you, do you have anything else I don't before think we move so. on? No, I'm done with this show. All right, we're bopped. <laughs> So now's the part of the podcast where we're going to talk a little bit about what we think is going to happen in the uh, the other three episodes of the show. And I think there's really only one thing that we sh- should really focus on in this. Who cut the rope and why did they cut the rope? Um, you, you, think it, you think it's Brie? I want something tells me I want to think it's Brie because she said that she was the one vote to not tell them. When it was the four to one vote, mm-hmm. and then she, uh, of course, at the end of the episode, reached into the drawer and dropped poop the knife in the ocean. <laughs> but she might have just known or saw maybe Damien why he fled to another country, mm. took the or went to go cut the rope, and then Bree was like, "Oh my god, what did you do?" And then she was like, I'm going to help you out. You're not getting in trouble. And then, and then she was like, here, hide the knife back in this drawer. Come on, put it in the back of the drawer. I'll, I'll take care of this I'll, later, I'll honey. Throw it out. I'll throw it away in five years. Uh, that's, a, that's a good point. I am also in the mindset that Brie knows who did it. Yeah. Which, so if we think about the connections, if Ryan did it, that's her husband. She wouldn't want something to happen to him. Yeah. Um. That, Ryan, <laughs> never mind. Ryan was obviously clueless. Only, only connection. I, I, he seemed clueless. Maybe I, he's bullshit. I think this is a classic. I think this is a classic, classic, classic case of bait and switch. I think they want you to believe that Brie is the person. I think it's Helen, and I'll tell you why. Helen, I'll, th- I'll tell you why. Tell me why. She she deleted the pictures, which yeah. is. Pretty incriminating, but and pretty surface level. That could just be because she wants her friends and her to be safe and not have to deal with any legal issues. I mean, and yeah. she's a lawyer. Hey, she, or, she's well, a lawyer. From what we know, or a judge or something. I think she is very guilty, and I think that's part of the reason why I believe that she drinks water over alcohol. Because she I can't. think I think that if I ha- if I had to. To put it out into the world, if I had to, to formulate this thing that is already existing that I'm not going to figure out, I think that dealing with the weight of what happened five years ago, she probably drank a lot. And maybe she's off the off the juice because she had a really rough time dealing with the guilt of cutting that rope. That's really what I think might be the situation. Granted, she could just be, you know, someone who just doesn't drink, which, I mean, no, I'm not, like, accusing her of that. I just, something seemed like they wanted us to see that she was just drinking water versus alcohol. So I'm really, like, digging deep about what that could could really mean. Now that it's a prediction. I think that's just a straight up 
Straight up point. I did not think of that. Not even close. I just wanted to sleep. You know what? You know who I cut, think cut the rope? You said Bree. Who Cap- else? Captain Crunch. Captain Crunch is my hero. Leave him alone. <laughs> he, you know, you know, he took his his Crunchmobile or whatever <laughs> his, he calls his boat. He took it out there to sea, and he was like, "I'm going to crunchitize these people." <laughs> <laughs> and my crunchitizing, crunchitizing them means I'm going to set them in uh, never-ending conflict with one another five years in the future by cutting this rope. And I'm going to eat seven people for a snack. Or maybe it was the captain from Spongebob. <laughs> they said, I I captain. And he's like, cut the rope. <laughs> uh, let's, think of, let's think of other people. It could be Captain Jack Sparrow. Captain Morgan. Captain Captain Morgan, <laughs> he stood up on his stood up on his barrel and he was like, "Cut Captain the rope. Marvel, Captain Avengers, Aven- Avengers. Endgame spoilers. spoilers, Captain Marvel's <laughs> and Aven- Avengers Endgame." Uh, yeah, I I really wish it was just like some. I I wish it was neither of them. Maybe like a shark came up and chomped it. <laughs> like, what are the odds? That would be something. That would really be something. Because but I, I'm sure that they looked at the rope and they're like, mm, "This looks like somebody cut it." Right. And then at the end of the episode, there was a knife. Uh, did you see, like, the... What did you think of the, the intro to the show? I know we... I know we so long, It was a dude. really long, like, slow... Kind of almost like a, an electronic beat, which was really weird, really off-key. I would... The font was stupid. The font was the pretty font, stupid. It was like... Uh, but it's, it, was, it was like a uh, weird... Uh, 3D rendering of a rope underwater and it just zooming in and spiraling in on the rope thread as it gets smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller and you're like, okay. But I, I, I probably I was closed just, my eyes for I, a little. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, but I want, I want Captain Crunch to cut the <laughs> rope. I want it to be something stupid. Maybe because Drac. I just want maybe, maybe Drac from no, two episodes. No, no, um, don't don't sully Drac's good name. <laughs> and it was three episodes, mind you. But uh, th- oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I I I can't really think about what what's going to happen. I we see we do have scenes from the next episode which Sean watched accidentally and I watched on purpose. By accident, which I probably shouldn't do. On that purpose, started, by accident. What the hell does that mean? It defeats. It, it defeats a lot of the point of this this prediction segment. But ultimately, we know that there's going to be a huge legal dispute, and yep. that the Australians could be facing jail time. But also, like the cops are talking to Ishmael too, like thinking that he's in in some bad way too. Um, I it, Assad is like saying that he wants them to suffer for what happened that we got a little clip of him since since we know that there's going to be like some sort of legal dispute yeah i'm sure that uh helen degeneres will (laughs) helen degeneres make some moves make some money moves big boss moves big baller moves except (laughs) no there she's just gonna she's just just gonna lose her job like that's what it's all about she's gonna go back on the elk Oh, there you go. There's another reason why it could be Helen because she didn't. She was trying to get higher up in the thing. If she reported this incident and gotten in trouble for it, then she wouldn't become a big magistrate. Yeah. Oh, I cracked case. It's Helen confirmed. <laughs> Goodbye. We did it. All right. See you next week, guys. Do you have any other predictions? Any? I don't. I'm done. All right. We're we're done. Let's let's Go move on. Forever. Let's Aaron move Hernandez. on. What? Go on. It's, it's right. It's from the the dude who good, made Dinger. What the hell's his name? Dinger. God. But what was the what was the kid the kid from Little League? No. Oh, he said I hit Dinger. Alright. <laughs> We're moving on from this. <laughs> Here is our next segment where we rate this wonderful show on a scale of crash landing to ready for takeoff. Johnny, what did you think? Well, it sort of defeats the per. This sort of goes outside of the segment because this show we know was just a four episode series. I thought when we originally decided to watch this show that it it had four episodes and it got canceled, but it was just a straight up four episode show. So yes, it's clear for takeoff, but is anybody going to Hulu to watch Safe Harbor? Nah. Hell no. Uh, so I ain't I'm not ever gonna watch I'm not ever gonna watch it again. I have one word and it's 
That's not a word. <laughs> yep. Word, wordy for me. Onomatopoeia. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so it's it's crash landing in your good brain. Crash landing. Forever. In, bursting into flames. No survivors. Bleh. Well, there were a lot of survivors. Only seven. <laughs> Either way, I, I, I can't. Just too slow. Yeah, I don't think it's really a surprise that I had never heard of this show. I don't. Um, I, I want to because I it, wish it was like YouTube where we could see how many people watch this show. This, I mean, this seems like a situation where um, Hulu, and you know, for all the right reasons, wanted to have a real gritty, uh, real world situation. And for some people, there's a lot of intrigue in that. It's just not. Uh, Sean and I are just just weren't into this. You want to hear what I think? Yeah, I think the director of this definitely achieved what he wanted to achieve. I think he. Definitely, like, of course. Got, got out what he wanted to produce. And something tells me that he knew that he wasn't going to get a large audience, which is why he only made four episodes. Maybe. Okay. I don't know about that. What's, what's, what's interesting about, like, British film and Australian film is that their, their shows, certain shows that they, they make sort of fit this mold of four or five or six shows like um like the BBC with uh Black Mirror that first se- the first season of that show only had four episodes oh it did uh and then it got picked up by Netflix and they they put more out but granted Black Mirror is a different a very different style of show yeah. than this because this is a coherent story back to back to back whereas Black Mirror is a universe that can have all sorts of different stories uh, this seemed like Almost seemed like a made-for-TV thing that you would see on... Like a Lost. On, yeah, on like like a TNT or uh, USA or something. It, it didn't... It didn't feel... Something about it felt separated from... It had a good intro. If it didn't do the flashback so soon, I probably would have think been You mean least, the start of the show was good? Yeah, like when they were first on the boat and then they saw the refugees. But yeah. I think if they would have kept going with that, I would have been more intrigued. If, it, if, like, the whole first episode was just all the the plot, ex- all the old plot, yeah. except, like, the person who got the rope. Because I you, would have been more interested, probably. Yeah, and you definitely won't learn that until the end. But, yeah, I mean, it it seems like a story that certainly can, can wrap up in four episodes. I mean, they're going to have their legal dispute. They're going to argue a lot. The they're going to... What's the going to do? Who knows? Tell the daughter. I don't know. They're probably knows? they could they could get together and it could be weird like a weird Romeo and Juliet thing. It's all there. They they did it. <laughs> some 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 audiences I'm sure liked it. It, it had like a six out of ten rating on IMDb. So I wonder what Rotten Tomatoes is. I think Rotten Tomatoes it was actually above eighty. What? Mm-hmm. What? I mean, it's, 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 me? it's like I said, it's compelling. It's just not compelling to me. Hold on, safe. Didn't they spell harbor like H O H A R B O U R? Yeah, with it with a U because Safe British harbor. people. Run to me. Eighty three percent. There you go. Get out of here. Hey man, Get out just because here. it's not for you doesn't mean it's not for other people. Google users ninety three percent like to this TV show. All right, Google users, don't listen to this podcast. Nope. Just kidding. Listen. Just please. kidding. Please, please we need listen. Money. We we don't need the <laughs> money. We just need the we need the following. Uh, so. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, and with this show, with, with the, the show being the pilot's guide, we should keep in mind that shows aren't for every person. Yeah. And there are definitely going to be times where Sean and I don't like what we watched, but that is not to discredit the show itself, uh, because there are certainly audiences that are very into it. So yeah, there's again, definitely we don't, people that will be into this. We don't want to, we don't want to take it out on, on Safe Harbor, uh, in the way that we did, I mean, we, in the way that we did, I guess. But yeah, for for our audience, our listeners, we want to just sort of stimulate the intrigue in the show and let you make your own decisions uh, on top of what we say. I could definitely sum the show up in like a couple sentences. Do it. Boat drama done. <laughs> All right, so it's like I'll put it this way. People on boat finding refugees on boat sinking. Not sink. All right. Anyway, shut up, Sean. <laughs> they tie rope to refugees' boat. 
someone cut rope between boats. We're at three sentences. All right, shut up. Then, <laughs> then, oh, then boat drama. Boat, the end. boat drama. The end. Whatever. End of pod. End I'm of pod. Make waffles. <laughs> but yeah, that was it. That was uh, Hulu's original show, Safe Harbor. Uh, we got through it, and uh, we're gonna close out the show. Yes. Hey everybody, John here. You know, way back when Sean and I recorded this episode, we inadvertently forgot to tell you what show we were going to be watching next week. So uh, after doing a little brainstorming, checking the old Netflix catalog, I decided, yeah, let's go back into cartoons. We're going to be watching The Boss Baby back in business. And I'd like everybody to know, I've never seen the movie. Neither has Sean. So chew on that. So uh, that has this has been another episode of the Pilot's Guide Pod. We'd like to thank everybody for listening. Uh, we're really excited to announce that this podcast is on every platform. We are on iTunes. We are on Google Play, Stitcher. Uh, we're no longer on SoundCloud because Boom. we are not going to keep uh, uploading there because because it doesn't it, it doesn't have they don't have a uh, podcast supported section, but uh, Spotify, you can find us there. Yeah, and uh, you should because we're on iTunes. Be able to find us on other podcast uh, libraries that you use. I know I use a different app. I know it's it connect. It's connected to iTunes. It's just a matter of time uh, because we just got approved for iTunes yesterday. So if you're not seeing your podcast on your favorite uh, podcast app, then uh, just. Be patient or use another option for right now while we're in the process of getting out there. So on top of that, we would like to thank our producers, Angelo and Andrew, for uh, our sound editing. And we'd like to thank my sister, Emily, for our art. Window for the artwork. What do you have? Uh, what do you have to say? Who do you have to thank? Um, I'd like to thank Captain America. I'd like to thank... Captain Morgan. I'd like to thank uh, Dracula. I'd like to thank Captain Crunch as well. Captain Crunch? I had a bowl of Captain Crunch for breakfast. <laughs> Not kidding. Um, uh, oh. Our ads are in our Twitter bio. True. At Pilot's Guide Pod. Mm-hmm. Uh, links to the Spotify. Spotify. Available there. Um, email is also in the description if you want to give any critiquing any if you want to hit us with a promo yeah have have all sorts of uh comments about what you thought about the show what you thought about our previous episodes that's pilotsguidepod at gmail.com um for those of you that are interested in make maybe making a guest appearance on the show feel free to reach out to to sean and i Uh, i think we're going to be trying to get guests in uh, on a little more frequent basis, as we just had a uh, guest in our in our previous episode. Yeah. Um, and what uh, what else? Um, I just like to thank you again for uh, for listening to this podcast. We're in a really early stage. Uh, if you could, because we're on iTunes now, please get out there, subscribe, leave us a, a five star review and a rating. Give us a fat follow. That would be that would be incredible. This like iTunes is. The, the 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 big main, thing. the big thing. So that that's where that's where a lot of bada podcasts bang. that's where a lot of podcasts go. That's where all the successful podcasts are located. So in this early stage, if you could just give us those reviews up front, then we can reach out to all new audiences uh, and just really get our our names out there, which is part of why we're doing this pod. It's funny because like. You always see these memes about like YouTubers going, "All right, click that subscribe button, yeah. click that bell." But I mean, like, but it's 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 what we have to do. I know you might you might get annoyed, but yeah, we're just we're just asking for your support. We're really over the moon that you're listening to us, and we want to spread the good news of Pilot's Guide to everybody. So, yeah. uh, with your help, that can be achieved. Uh, Sean, do you have anything else? Um. Everybody dies in Endgame. Crunchitize that, Captain. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been this has been another episode of the Pilot's Guide. Uh, this is John. 
And I am Sean Laro. And our plane is coming in for a landing. <laughs> Touchdown. You may now unfasten your seatbelt. <laughs> you may now unfasten your seatbelt and feel free to roam about the cabin. Thank you for listening to another episode. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> Um, excuse me. Vina, shush. Shh. Thank you. Good girl. Good girl. <laughs> <laughs>